0: i'm ready for fall some yeah. pumpkin spice lattes dude
1: <laughs> check off that on the agenda to address tonight yeah i have never had one
0: me neither dude like my friends have them and like i, I had a sip like dude that's gonna just give me diabetes right away like there's too much sugar in that crap dude.
1: If, i mean if it doesn't give me diabetes it's gonna give me diarrhea oh
0: for sure man we don't need any more of that at fucking 10 in the morning
1: Yeah. In the Diary of Doom. I'm Dylan, and join me as we look back on the rich history of Doom Metal and its sister sounds based on the recounted tales of its followers. Every week we'll have a different guest to spin their yarn. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com, follow us on Instagram, like us on Facebook, follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbeam.com, and subscribe and listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify or whatever shady podcast streaming app you want to use. And if you have a question or want to pitch something or just feel like giving me some shit, uh, you can fire off an email to diaryofdoom 1968 at gmail.com. 2020 was already off to a great start, as we all know. And one day during my newly found allotment of free time, I found myself wondering if I should try to expand Diary of Doom a bit and try my hand at writing some blog style posts on Facebook to highlight albums I was really digging in the moment. Smash cut to a national social movement and I then found myself deciding I was rather small in the context of the greater picture. I never did another post like that but I did do one and it was for the Denver Colorado band Abrams and their release from that year Modern Ways and now I welcome them to Dire Doom or specifically Zach who plays guitar and sings in the band.
0: Yo what's up Dylan?
1: Not too much um and uh Uh, before I forget also the band uh, but obviously not present is uh, Taylor Iverson he plays bass and also does vocals Ryan Dewitt plays drums and Patrick Alberts plays guitar I was actually just re-listening to the new album because I listened to it at work but I had a shitty day at work so I didn't really feel like I got to enjoy it I was just so like and i had like the angry buzzing work brain going on and it kind of like somehow managed to drown out abrams you know crazy what a little good music does to like ease the brain so thank you (laughs) that's my first point
0: yeah man thanks for having me you know what i think the record's actually perfect for having a shitty day so
1: (laughs) So yeah, obviously, uh, Abrams. I, by the time this uh, comes out, your new album will be out, and uh, this is your fourth album, if I'm not mistaken, right?
0: Correct. Yep, number four.
1: Um, so you've uh, so you've been at it a little while,
0: dude. It's been like uh, we started in 2013. So Taylor and I, bass player um, and other singer, are the two founding members, and um, you know we've had a slew of drummers, like a little bit of a Spinal Tap syndrome. Um, thank god no more but um yeah our fourth record in the dark we're now a four piece with the really awesome rad friend uh patrick alberts he was in a really great um heavy kind of hardcore band called call the void on relapse records they broke up we stole him thank god and um <laughs> we've had our good buddy ryan playing drums with us since modern ways that you were mentioning since 2020 so yeah, we're stoked for this one, man. We're we're finally a four-piece, which I've always wanted to be because uh, it's a lot easier for us to create that wall of sound live um, with two guitars. So it makes my life a whole hell of a lot easier.
1: Yeah, I feel like that's like kind of one thing about uh, your band that, that kind of makes you stand out a little bit is that there is like this, it's not quite like the uh, wall of like fuzz noise. I kind of feel like it's that like, Layering thing that some of those like late '90s, early 2000s sort of bands did, whether they're alternative or underground, and like it was heavy, but it was also like kind of I don't know. There was something about it that was a little more like attractive, I guess. I don't really know how to put put like the right word to it.
0: I think I know what you're saying, man. We're we're not. I mean, when I say wall of sound, you know, we're not like Suno, you know, with like. 50 Model Ts on stage or anything, but, you know, we, it's, it's especially how we record it. We've, we've worked with the same producer for a couple of records now, Dave Otero. He's worked with Primitive Man, Chemist, Cattle Decapitation, really heavy bands, and he's got a pretty distinct sound to his records. And, you know, he's used to doing more of these like heavy metal records where, yeah, we've got a little bit of metal in us, but throw that in with some more of that alternative like maybe like cave-in kind of vibes of the 2000s that i think you were hinting at mm-hmm. um, maybe some more grungy vibes and it's just a it's it's just a really rich thick sound and um, dave captures that perfectly on this record in in my biased opinion
1: nice well uh we'll kind of turn the clock back a bit to like you know before where we are now so like what was your musical upbringing like did you have a musical childhood or did you like find music on your own like after the fact or
0: yes and no my dad was like a huge classic rock guy right loves the stones loves you know Neil Young Crazy Horse um, Springsteen he got me into you know like Pearl Jam Soundgarden in the 90s and all that grunge stuff all that you know Seattle Pacific Northwest thing and Um, you know, in high school, I've got a twin brother. He's a, he's a hell of a drummer. You know, we played in bands in high school, nothing too serious, really didn't get too serious until I, after, you know, college, Taylor and I both went to the same school and, uh, you know, we just linked up drinking the same bar, you know, jukebox had Caius and, you know, we were like, Oh, Hey, you like, you like this shit? No one else does in Boulder. So let's, uh, let's start jamming. So, From then on, there you know we pretty much got obsessed with just writing music together, performing live, and uh, yeah, it was kind of a match made in hell, if you will.
1: (laughs) So you said you had a twin brother. Did your parents do the thing where they named him like something that sounds exactly like Zach?
0: Mike and Zach, right? Okay,
1: they so they were like, all right, well, not quite the same, I guess. You know, they were. I guess you're lucky that you have a name that begins with a Z. So there's probably not too many of those
0: not a lot but yeah one of the few but mike and zach's got a nice you know like ring to it it's it sounds like they they go together
1: so you all right so you find kaius on the jukebox in boulder so like is that would you that consider that like the album that sort of like pointed you in the direction of like a different side of heavy music or did you have like a different landmark album when you were young that was like oh my god this is like did like dude, changed your life
0: i guess dude i found sabbath late in life like i was 20 in college and I got you know masters of reality on vinyl and I was like, how did I miss this like 40 years, you know, this 40 year difference in time? Like that got me in you, know, like a lot of stoner rock, and then that that shit's pretty cool. But I, I was always like a big grunge guy, you know, growing up, like I was saying, my dad got me into that, you know, like the anything Mark Lanigan touched, I'm just like mm-hmm. a huge fan of, you know. Yeah, man, rest in peace. It was a tough one, dude. But anything he touched, you know, Screaming Trees, Gutter Twins, all his solo shit, Queens of the Stone Age, you know, that was a whole nother thing that just got me into this, like, really cool thing that I just, I don't know, I've I always wanted to be a band. You know, Queens kind of got me into that stuff, too. Those those first couple records were uh, pretty monumental for me. And, um, and you know, it was, in college, I didn't find a lot of people with the same types of, type of music as me. And when I found, you know people like Taylor and, and, uh, people in that same scene, it kind of just like, Oh my God, these people exist. They're not just like on Reddit or something, (laughs) Like, you know, so that's pretty cool to have, you know, some sort of common and commonality and, and maybe lesser popular, popular music in, in the bigger realm of things.
1: Yeah. Like you talk about like Reddit and whatnot. I think that there's uh, it's, it's, it's an easy, the internet is an easy place to go to, to just like talk about things. And like, you know, even if you're on like, you know something like facebook where your like name is up there or whatever um it's just easy to have like that just like you can just like throw in your two cents and like call it a day or whatever whereas like i could understand like why maybe it could be intimidating going to heavy metal concerts and, or like, art you know, cause like, you know, it's some fucking, people take this shit pretty goddamn seriously. Like, let's be honest. So I think a lot of that's changed now that you're, you know, cause you eventually you just do bump into people that are like, Oh yeah, I like this shit too.
0: Yeah. And you're nice. And like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, going to heavy metal shows, I was always doing it. You know, my brother and I, we you know, we grew up in Southern California and you know, we did the thing where, my folks would drop me off a block away from the turn to see Queens of the Stone Age or something. Cause I was embarrassed for them to drop me off. But like we were, dude, we were like, I mean, we were always had that like love for rock and roll, you know, whatever it was, you know, going to shows like going to the, you know, bowling alley to see the, the punk shows and, and stuff like that, or go to, you know, LA to see the bigger show. But um, yeah, man, it's always been in my blood. And, and you know, once we met and started jamming, really never look back. I mean, it's been almost 10 years four records and EP and like I've, I I know a lot of bands say this and and uh, but like this this new record like I feel like we finally hit our sweet spot and the sound that we like are honestly trying to just play and get out it just feels like a really true and honest record and honest soundscape for for where we're at right now and i'm'm I'm, I'm stoked and hope the the masses uh, will will enjoy it and give it a chance. <laughs>
1: So you touched on a little bit at the top of the episode, but can you talk about, like, more specifically, like, how the band came together and, you know, some of your more, like, you you got into your influences already. And, like, uh, I guess we'll see if I was right, you know, because after I did, you know, like, listening back through your albums and whatnot.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, we got together 2013, you know, like I mentioned, a bunch of drummers. Uh, so... My brother was living out here. We started a, a couple of bands and people started hanging out. He, he joins Taylor's old band and, you know, they broke up, you know, couldn't get their shit together stuff like that. And, uh, we started Abrams 2013 and just, you know, started networking in the local scene, which is a great scene. I mean, a lot of, a lot of bands have started from nothing and are on, you know, pretty big labels and getting on, you know, huge support, Headlining tours, what have you? Like I mentioned, you know, Primitive Man, Chemists, Cow Decapitation—all those bands are pretty, pretty well named, really, really well known, and put a stamp on, on this um, once cow town, which is now kind of like a. Every show I go to in town is it's it's packed, and you know it's it's uh, people are excited to see live music out here. But uh, if you listen to our old records, it's you see the natural progression. Like we kind of started as this like almost noise rock like sludge rock you know we loved ken mode still do but like maybe we're trying to emulate a little bit more than actually you know write what we we want to write and and kind of like that and you can hear this natural progression from that first record kind of like all right let's be loud as hell let's scream three piece let's have these really energetic shows from each record on we kind of get a little bit more progressive a little bit more progressive and then we're like dude i can't can't fucking scream anymore so let's try and learn how to sing so you know I think we really hit that in in modern ways in 2020 we were like let's really focus on vocal melodies and song structure right so from 2020 to now it's that's my main focus when writing is you know obviously coming up it's all about the riff right the the hook but then you know just kind of you know finding just a really sick catchy hooky melody that flows right over it and we really got into demoing over the pandemic cause we weren't, you know, getting together. And that really helped us because I demo out like a full song and like, we used to just write in the room and, you know we'd write vocals just like playing the guitar in the room. And that's just like a big no-no for me right now because you put the guitar down and it's like kind of this thing, you know, when you're singing and, and playing the guitar at the same time. So when you, okay. put the, yeah, man, when you put the guitar down, it's like, it just really opened me up to like, Digging into like the vocals, just the vocals, and it, I think it, it helped a lot with writing some catchy ass, hooky shit. So, did I answer your question at all?
1: Yeah, I think yeah. No, I, I think so. You definitely, I think you definitely answered it. Cool, um, man. And on uh, track. <laughs> no, 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 you're good. I I totally agree with that. You know, and I I made some notes about going through and like just to like you know you may you were talking about Colorado, but like it is a huge population of cool metal and adjacent acts like. Yeah you know, like one of my favorites from out there, you know, uh, Blood Incantation, because oh, he said like Primitive Man and and Chemist. And uh, there's like, it goes beyond even that. There's so many, or like old uh, old guests of the show, uh, Oryx, they're great.
0: Oh, they're fantastic. Yeah, good. All, all you know, good friends of us, of ours, uh, good acquaintances too. And I mean, it's definitely a cool heavy scene. And uh, it's been built for, it's been built from like, It seemed like Ethan really kind of like from Primitive Man built it from like a DIY thing to just like a good, good place to see some heavy music. So, yeah.
1: Yeah, we were planning on going there in 2020. (laughs) We had to, we wound up canceling.
0: There's still time, man.
1: Yeah, we, yeah, we're, we're, we're going to get back out there eventually. But yeah, I was going to go there for my 30th birthday. And then uh, obviously I fucking did not. So, (laughs) um, Yeah, we'll get out there for sure because it seems like a rad place. It is
0: for sure. You might come back and stay forever, which is what a lot of people do. You know, it's a it's a big transplant town. So, I mean, I've been here for 15 years, which feels like a long time. But uh, you know, it's uh, it's a growing population still.
1: But yeah, I mean, I did go back and like you know checked out all your records. I think everything you said is uh, definitely true. I mean, you made the you made the music, so you know better than I do. Um, But like you put out lust, law. Ugh, wow. I should say it right. Lust, love, loss. Have you, you made go. this into a shirt yet? Spoofing live, laugh, love. Cause if yeah. you have it, you should.
0: <laughs> yeah, dude, we need to. That's
1: a, <laughs> you can do yeah, that dude. for the anniversary.
0: Yeah, for sure. It's coming up. So.
1: But that I, I felt like had some of that like techie, maybe like hardcore nature, like the old Mastodon albums used to have, you know, not like definitely not like, uh, I don't know. Like, I wouldn't like call it stoner or doom for sure. Like, I would definitely call it more like a heavy rock. You know, with like this. It's like there's there's not as much of that fuzz and whatnot. And like you said, more focus on like kind of like a song structure or a more traditional song structure you know you could like put this out as a single or have another single or another single yeah. instead of <laughs> well our, our song takes up the entire front of the release <laughs> right
0: like a yeah like a dope smoker but uh yeah man that well that first one yeah like i was saying it was like um i don't know we got like post hardcore a lot like sludge metal um but when i when, it, when i when people ask me like what kind of genre are you guys i'm like i you know, it's weird. We're on like a stoner rock label. We get grouped into a lot of like any type of metal show, but I just tell people it's like, it's like heavy rock. You know, I think uh, especially, you know, now the past couple records, like if you're just a fan of any sort of like heavy music that, you know, has got some clean vocals, but also has some pretty good angst to it. I think there's something for for you on you know our our past couple of records here where that that first kind of record was you know low production quality just like let's just turn the amps on and go who cares about mistakes where now it's like we're thinking about every note in the studio and it's a very kind of like meticulous detail oriented process where it's like that to me is like you know fun is like just making the best thing you can and making it sound as badass as possible which um I hope we 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 got close to
1: one thing that you definitely have going for you is I feel like I could present this to uh a number of people that don't listen to quote heavy metal and be like oh I like this you know because they probably listen to something similar even if it is like you mentioned it or somebody mentioned it like you know that cave in kind of feel where like yeah they're like kind of like a little, e- not, I'm not suggesting that you're emo, but like they're a little emo, yeah. but then they're like pretty heavy, but actually no, they're really heavy and now they're like spacey and proggy for some reason, yeah. you know, and, but they're, but they also invented metalcore somehow. <laughs> right. um, it's kind of like that where like you can just present that to somebody. I think you could definitely take that with your music and give it to somebody who maybe just has like a passing interest in music i think you could give somebody who might be like i don't know really into a certain kind of rock or whatever and uh whether it's like indie or you probably like and i think they would probably fucking dig it yeah uh, you could put it on for
0: your parents <laughs> <laughs> my dad loves it man your dad rock in the making for sure no i think you're right man and i and i'm and i take that as a huge compliment because i think it is pretty accessible to you know, if you're, if you like power trip or if you like, you know, whatever's block party or, you know, was it whatever's hip on the radio, that's like 20 years ago, but I don't know what's hip now, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's, I, it's, it's catchy, but it's, it's got some angst to it. And, um, you know, we see like a lot of, I don't know, like for fans of like torch you know they they kind of do the same like heavy guitars cleaner vocals kind of a thing um i've been seeing some like with this new some of the reviews come out saying there's like a little bit of hum where
1: uh, oh that yeah i definitely made a note of that i was like Did you? oh yeah it's that kind of feel like you, i yeah. feel like you hear that on morning like a lot of that 90s all like i said like rivers in particular was the one that reminded yeah. me of hum and like maybe even like some shades of like Red thing, But yeah, that uh, that was like immediately like what popped into my head that where it's like, it's really fucking heavy, but it has like this attractiveness to it, like this yeah. shimmer or whatever you want to call it. Maybe that's a good way of describing it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and like you kind of touched on it earlier with like some cave-in stuff where there's like a lot of like, you know, they started re- experimenting a lot with a lot of ethereal ambient elements, which, um, you know this record we kind of we really had a hyper focus on on like dy- we want to really like dynamically just uh, you know not just on 10 for the entire record kind of a thing where you know there's 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 some chill beautiful riffs and vocals and just music in general and then it just ebbs and flows i think pretty well where we kind of added a little bit of like a, a heavy shoegaze kind of like hum mm-hmm. element to it, which is funny because like, we were both talking about hum where I've seen like a couple of reviews like these guys must love hum. And Like I just like heard of them like recently and I just love like people kind of connecting to it. Like this sounds like this, this sounds like that. And I'm just hearing like all these things and it's like, all right, I've never even heard of like these bands. And that's just cool to me that people are like being able to connect it with something that they've listened to in the past. And it's, and something that I've never even heard before, which I think is kind of, kind of nuts, but, but cool.
1: That's a little bit of magic at work right there. It's like, <laughs> Oh, Hey, how about that? So like, but uh, this new album out was like production derailed or did you, kind you you know, you, I know you said you did a lot of demoing, but like, once things like, did it take a couple more years for things to like come together for, or you were intending? cause I guess you did it, like you dropped, modern ways like pretty early on in 2020 so i guess you had that like period of time to sort of like gestate onto this one
0: yeah we dropped modern ways may 1st 2020 which was like right when the world shut down so you know a lot of bands went through it but um you know tours cancel can't promote it really like excited about this new record you know and just kind of pretty much throw it away because you know we're a we're a lesser known entity and we wanted to really give it its full due with mm-hmm. you know with promoting it and everything and right like, all right well i guess what are we gonna do now we can't even meet up so we bought some shitty interfaces and <laughs> figured out how to demo and but dude i must have demoed like close to 30 songs i was just there's nothing for me to do like I, I was still working thank god um you know after work i would just Come upstairs here and just write, and um, it really was the only thing that kept me sane during the entire, you know, time. And I, I really took a big focus in getting my vocals better, um, you know, writing better hooks. Our our end goal was to come in to the studio with as much like finished, as much of a finished product as possible with respect to songwriting. In previous efforts, a lot of things that were holding us back was we'd have to write a lot of like vocals in the studio because we just sucked at it in the past not sucks but you know just weren't we didn't really just do a lot of good pre-pro so but to, to answer your question like we you know it's been two two and a half years or so since modern ways came out so we we kept you know we stayed on track pretty good for for the whole world shutting down and it seemed seeming to come back to you know um 2019 and, and what what we were pre-pandemic so the only thing that really kind of held us back was like we were you know shopping the record around a little bit and partnered with you know Small Stone which is a fantastic label that um, we're so glad to be on. I'm sure you've heard, but vinyl's taking forever to get. So oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's a recurring topic. Yeah, dude. So that, <laughs> that kind of we were waiting for that. So we finished recording like exactly a year ago. September. I remember getting out of the studio September like 11th because that's a day you can remember. Um, September 11th, <laughs> last last year, and it's out September 9th. So pretty, pretty crazy. Um, you sit on something, you've been writing for two years, and then you you sign a deal, and then you have to wait another year, and then you're already halfway done with a new record. So it's just the way the industry works, and um, I wouldn't change it for the world because, I mean, it's I'm just glad that I've got a band to play in, play with and you know hopefully i can bring some people along on the journey with us too with you know with them digging the music too
1: yeah that is really weird like how that like re- the, the industry works with like putting out records and like they'll just like sit on it for a year Well, i mean maybe they had to because uh of everything but like that is like really bizarre right? you have to be like in two trade tra- like two state of beings or whatever you have to be in like two different mindsets like one where it's like I got to think about where I was like a year ago. And now I got to think about what I'm thinking about for the new album.
0: (laughs) Dude, the waiting. I'm so impatient. Like my bandmates hate me because I'm just like, they're very patient somehow. And I never got that (laughs) from my bloodline. Um, So I'm just a very impatient person. So to get to this point in time, it's like record, you know, release day is always just like the best thing. It's just like you get it out. You know, hopefully people say positive shit about it, and I don't think that's true really for like the the bigger guys, right? Because the little guys get kind of pushed to the the end, right? When uh, you know Adele comes out with a with a record, they they press a million of her records, push her to the front of the line, and you know the little guys get pushed back. But that's just the way it goes, you know. But like I said, man, like it's we're kind of used to it by now, and yeah, it's just a it's just a long ass tedious process, like. <laughs>
1: it is interesting like how that whole thing has like shifted to where like vinyl was out of you know like it was just a thing your you know parents had and suddenly it's like way back in vogue because it's part of like alternative culture or whatever the new generation and then uh now it's just like everybody has it and then metal vinyl became like a huge thing and and whatnot and uh, especially in this quarter of the genre like this subgenre it's just like there's so much goddamn vinyl yeah. actually coming out it's insane like i'm like how, we're gonna run out of vinyl one day we're just gonna <laughs> run out of it and then all you know now you've got like the bait the major artists like doing these like massive payloads of vinyl because like obviously people are gonna buy them and whatnot yeah. like obviously but it's just funny how they it's it's a large wedge of uh famous people like coming in and blocking up the the pathway for like every other like smaller like subgenre of music to be like ah uh, we're doing okay but we cannot withstand the force of uh whatever major label release is coming through
0: yeah it's it's wild man like you just got to be patient and you better hope that they ship the right record you know a week before it comes out because i've heard some horror stories like i mentioned ken mode i remember i think it was ken mode like on one of their couple records ago success i remember them like posting on facebook like they got their records and it was a different band like they didn't even know who it was
1: <laughs> i think i remember that yeah
0: imagine that dude like you're just like ready to go on tour you're ready to ship out these records and you gotta like yeah they shipped us the, they shipped us you know the a dell record and <laughs> like it's just crazy how you know like even cassettes are in now you know like we we've got some cassettes of some older records and they sell pretty well and they sound good too i mean it's like it's running through tape it sounds pretty damn good um uh, next thing you know it's like all right we'll just get some laser disc or something or a DR- <laughs> put that oh up.
1: man i just um somebody mentioned LaserDiscs on a podcast I was listening to and I was like, oh man, LaserDiscs, like just, it, it didn't really like take off at all. Like I right. only knew one person who had LaserDisc, a LaserDisc player. But I also remember watching like a Star Wars movie. I think we were watching and I was like, it looks kind of shitty. Like my <laughs> really? VHS, I thought looked better. And they're like, no, that's what it's supposed to look like. I'm like, Everything's supposed to look really fuzzy. I'm like I can barely see what's going on.
0: It's lo-fi, dude. It's supposed to be all like, like they're on
1: a fucking desert planet. You can see everything and I can't see anything.
0: Yeah. I guess it's a, that one didn't stick, but uh
1: <laughs> Um but but the to your point though about the cassettes, um I definitely, I mean I have like a pile of cassettes over here that I've been accumulating and nice. um I definitely, you know, that's always been a consistent like bit of merch in heavy metal and and other adjacent underground genres. It's just always been there. I mean there's, you know, that's just how people did it. They tape traded and like it's kind of cool. And like I'm sure people still do it, which is neat. It's just, you know, given with technology, it's so much easier to share music now. I do like that the tape, the the tapes have remained and now it seems like it's kind of spread a little bit more probably across like the scene in general, but it doesn't look like tapes have become like the next big thing. They're yeah. definitely, they're just definitely like very popular in the heavy metal scene. But yeah, like, I don't yeah. know, I like them. I I think people do fun things with them.
0: Dude, if I had a car that had a tape deck, I'd be all about it, you know? But like, <laughs> I, I,
1: I wound up buying one or, t- or getting cheap, one. I'm actually. sure
0: they're cheap as hell, but yeah, they, from what I've heard, they're not. <laughs> they're not? Oh, shit. No,
1: I think mine was like probably like 70 or hundred bucks or something
0: like that yeah yeah i mean you're you're buying some vintage gear man i mean <laughs> but uh yeah i mean you see like the black metal guys you know that <laughs> yeah like, classic there you know and the tape thing and, and the sharing of all that which i think is super rad but i mean it's just all about being creative and like with your merch which you know that's a big part of the game too when you're going out and touring and You know just trying to trying to make some some money or recoup you know somewhat of whatever loss you're at (laughs) because it's just you know about staying on top of that shit
1: but yeah i mean new album uh i really like it uh it's really good it's called in the dark if you haven't mentioned it i'm like yeah definitely kind of like a summation of like where you're at like that half heavy half catchy grunge sound that really like permeates throughout um but i mean i don't know if you're like a fan of like Devin Townsend, but like, I felt like there was some of those melodic moments really remind me of like his work. And uh, a couple of faves off of it for me were In the Clouds because I, I, it's got that like big shimmery wall sound kind of effect. And then uh, Black Tar Mountain, which is a really cool closer and like just gave me like total Uncle
0: Acid vibes. Hell yeah, dude. You nailed it with the Uncle Acid, so. Well, going back to Devin Townsend, our guitar player, Patrick, like I was never really into him, but uh, Patrick showed me a couple of like performances on YouTube, like I think at Royal Albert Hall or something. And I'm like, this dude has the sickest voice. Oh, like, yeah. He's incredible. He's ridiculously talented. Effortless, just perfection is how I describe that. But i have from a <laughs> like,
1: guy that writes about space puppets. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure. And from every time that like someone met, I forget his old band, but when he had like the crazy skullet. I just oh, thought- Strapping
1: on the Lad, yeah. Dude,
0: I thought that was just the coolest, most bad. Yeah, he skullet. had like
1: the weirdest, like he was like the original ugly hair dude. dude. Like- hideous. That, like Paul Riedel from Blood Incantations, like the new version of that with <laughs> yeah. the skulllet, But like- the yeah. in, man. He had like the, the OG skulllet. Like, yeah. man, he was, I don't know. It's hard to describe how he became more normal looking, but
0: (laughs) yeah, I know I just got a haircut. (laughs) But uh, yeah, Black Tar Mountain. That's funny. You mentioned Uncle Acid, who's like, dude, one of my favorite. One of my favorites. I just saw him recently, like on their last tour. Uh, They were touring with King Buffalo, and the show. Yeah, we saw
1: the first one on that tour. Oh, it's
0: epic, dude! And like, his guitar tone is so sick. I was reading some articles on him, and like it's funny cause he's like a huge Neil Young fan, which I mean, I am too. I was raised on that stuff, but like you wouldn't think that from like him, but the way he records everything super lo fi and like, he just has like the coolest crunchy, like they just got it all going on, man. I'm super jealous of that. not jealous. I just fucking love them. But um, I'm jealous of his guitar tone. That's one thing I'm jealous of, but um, Black Tar Mountains, like naming songs for us can be kind of hard. Like when we, when we first, uh, you know like write a song we'll we'll you typically like give it like a name like oh melvin's helms you know we'll name it after like a band that we think it sounds like yeah so just like, like some
1: I, random title or whatever yeah, yeah.
0: exactly just like a, a holder because this is this is like what it reminds me of and i don't even have any lyrics yet i don't know what it's going to be about but uh this one to me kind of that main riff that's kind of driving sounded like a some something that black mountain would write so i was like oh this is black mountain we were jamming one day on it and our drummer ryan was like i was like what are we going to play next he goes let's play black tar mountain i'm like oh that's so rad that's that's what it's called black tar mountain so (laughs) i mean we don't do any black tar but i think it's a cool song name
1: (laughs) i mean it kind of fits you know it's like it's just crunchy and sludgy and whatnot and so it works for me um yeah i don't know i'm glad it it, it doesn't hurt that they're british (laughs) you know like i don't know they they seem to have a way about themselves where they like I I love them. You know, like obviously there's like some Sabbath in there, but I'm like, ah no, they got like that old, that old, old, like those forgotten hard rock bands from that era. Yeah. You know. As yeah. I like to joke, all the bands that didn't become deep purple, like Right, right.
0: Yeah, no, I totally hear you on that. They're uh we're actually doing a a video, we're working on a video right now um for for a track and their their guy did you their visuals did you see their visuals and shit like they had like the big old uh projector screen back mm-hmm. there so the guy who um jake works for them he does their visuals he li- i just saw he moved to denver and i hit him up and like we just did a video and it's like turning out so sick like it's got a little bit of that like i don't know neo psychedelia green screen kind of thing and i don't know check it out when you guys uh when it when it's out it's gonna be it's oh i definitely will yeah, it's, it's cool. So, I, so when he told me he worked with Uncle and I was like, Oh, what? And I was just like, kind of fanboy. I'm like, what are they like? What's the bus like?
1: <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. a lot, lots of skulls. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, I think they just listen to Neil Young and chill.
1: <laughs> Sounds like a good life to me. Yeah, man. Um, so I haven't had like the opportunity to see you live. But Prior to 2020, did you have any like notable tour experiences or anything that you like w- wanna try to like, you know, cross off the checklist now?
0: Yeah, dude, we, um, we toured a lot before 2020. It was a lot of, you know, DIY. We booked most, most of the tours we booked ourselves. We had a little help um, on a couple. We've never been international. That's definitely a huge bucket list for me and the guys you know, would love to get across the pond anywhere. So we would love to do that. If anyone's interested in booking us, hit us up because we are looking to play as much as possible and promote this, this, uh, this album um, as much as we can. Um, we definitely ran into some crazy, you know, when you do DIY touring and you, you know, you, you play some like house shows or like DIY spots. I remember we played like one time in Tulsa. It was like, we were starting off the tour. We were like, trying to get East coast to East Coast from Denver and we played Tulsa was the first night never been to Tulsa and like we played this house called I, it was like called like I don't know like the bark bark not bark market but uh something weird like the <laughs> <something> <laughs> Let's go with that, that. I like that. Go the with that bark market and uh I remember like playing it was like it was the summer it was like August it's July in Tulsa it's like 120 percent humidity in this house it smells like cat piss. And I'm like playing and like, there's a good amount of people. there. like, we're having fun, drinking beers and hanging out. It's like a party. And then out of nowhere, there's like these, this group of people who are just like doing like sat right in front of the stage and started doing like stick and poke tattoos, like right in front of like <laughs> and I'm like, this is fucking wild. So weird stuff like that. You know, we, we slept. it uh, doesn't sound
1: sanitary. <laughs> I, don't I don't know. know. <laughs> Definitely not sterile. <laughs>
0: Dude. Unsterile. We we played we played a tattoo shop in Bozeman, and we crashed there like on the floor. I would I don't know the name of it, but don't get a tattoo there. It's <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man. Um, we're we're really trying to hit the road hard. We um, we've got something planned in November, a shorter tour with our friends. Um, from Denver they're, they're called in the company of serpents we're working on um, finalizing dates that's going to be more on the west side of the U.S. and we're really looking to to get a lot busier 2023 so keep your eyes peeled for for some dates
1: well besides the new album and the tour going coming up uh, later on in the year do you have anything else in the works
0: we got some cool shows, you know, in town, we're, we're doing, we're playing with King Buffalo in town, you know, we're playing with, we're doing like a little album release party, you know, in October. Um, other than that, we're like, I mentioned earlier, we're, we're, we've been on a writing kick this past year, kind of just waiting for this to come out. So, you know, we're just, we're just going to keep writing and, and jamming and getting ready for the next one because we, we like the two year album cycle thing, you know, I think that's a good good time to get a good product and be able to record it and get it out within two years. So we're just gonna keep writing, man. Hopefully, hopefully, you know, playing a lot too, to to some new faces.
1: Wait, have you been listening to anything lately that you've really been
0: enjoying? Yeah, dude, we've been talking about them a lot. Heavy Pendulum, K-Van, I think has, you know, has caught my ear a lot this year. That's one of my favorite ones It's come out. That new mm-hmm. nothing record is really sick. I think that came out last year though, 2021. Um, I
1: don't know. I mean, nothing's really good. Not, nothing. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> nothing. They're great, dude. They're so good. Um, They got that cool little shoegaze thing going on, but they, they're like, they got like a different vibe of it, which I really like. And King Buffalo just came out with a really sick record. They're very, like, they're kind of more like, I mean, they're like Stoner Rock, but they're like, they're pretty cheap. Oh, genuine. yeah.
1: Yeah. I, I like the new release. I've seen oh. them, uh, no, I think, like three times now, something like that.
0: <laughs> Great live band, man. They're like, I, I would say they're like the fish of Stoner Rock. <laughs> they, yeah.
1: I think they just played a Joshua Tree.
0: Yeah, dude. They did Burning Man. <laughs> yeah. Which, that's what it was. I mean, could you imagine? But, uh, yeah, so that that shit's really good. There's a release. I'm like, I told you, I'm a big like 90s guy. Uh, Afghan Wigs is coming out on the same day our record's coming out. I, anything that Lannigan's been a part of, you know, with Greg Dooley, I'm a big fan of, so I'm excited for that one. But uh, what about you, dude? Like, what what do I need to listen to? What am I missing? I'm always looking. I, I always just go back to like the old, the classics that I'm used to. I need some new shit
1: uh i you know it's funny like i haven't actually been listening to a ton of stuff like right around uh right now i usually find a time to like you know just like during the day just like listen like all right i gotta knock all this out which is why i always why i'm excited you know for friday it's new release day so um so i haven't been listening to like that much stuff lately and like i don't count like what i'm just like playing on like a playlist or you know yeah. just shuffling around to like random songs or anything like that so uh i i'll just say um i i was listening to some goblin and claudio simonetti so because cool. they just announced uh, they're going to be doing a goblin show claudio simonetti is going to be doing a goblin performance uh a tour and they're playing the soundtrack of suspiria live to yep. the movie and then they're playing again at like doing a set of other stuff so i'm like very excited to see all this.
0: right do you this is how you're gonna get to colorado did you see that they're doing that at the stanley hotel
1: uh no is that like is, so? that's is, is that like a cool place
0: oh so that's where they did um holy shit what's the what's the fucking Jack Nicholas movie. Oh, The Shining. The Shining. That's where they did The Shining. Oh, they're doing the performance. They're there. doing the performance that's there, and it, cool. it's in Estes Park. They also they also filmed uh, Dumb and Dumber there too. But uh, okay. But um, but yeah, it's like a pretty cool destination uh, that you know they they have some some pretty cool shows, and it's it's fifty minutes an hour away from Denver, and it's a uh, I don't know, it'd be a cool destination trip. But I saw that they were touring, and I mean that's going to be pretty cool. To see yeah, this.
1: I mean we, we were gonna go see that Viking band highlung at Red Rocks. Um, oh, and man. and uh that was like the only thing that we lost out on not going to Colorado because we I got the, I got the tickets ahead of everything and I was like, well, you know, it could be worse, <laughs> I guess, you know. Yeah. So eh, yeah, oh well. Uh, they wound I think they wound up playing like the year year after and I was yeah. like, Oh shit, I just like ate that, but whatever, in the grand <laughs> scheme of things, not a major loss.
0: Not a um, big loss, but...
1: But, yeah, I really do want to get out to Red Rocks one day.
0: Yeah, man, it's uh, it's as good as they say it is, so one day.
1: But I, uh, over this past, well, you know, this is obviously the release down the road, but like this past weekend, as of this recording, I did go to the local metal bar, St. Vitus, and uh, on Saturday, I went to go see Oceans of Slumber, and... Their new album is great. They were great live. Like, incredible, incredible singer in that band, Candice. She's incredible. Uh, and then the next night, I went back to St. Vitus because uh, my friends Dave and Danielle got married there. They had, like, a little celebration with some bands. So got to see Yatra and Geezer and Year of the Cobra, which was uh, really cool. It was oh, – uh, yeah. I mean, they got married the day before, and this was the wedding celebration. So – but it was uh, it was, like – Totally perfect uh, for them. Like, just uh, really, like, a nice showcase of the fan community coming together. And uh, Dave does Made in Brooklyn. He prints all the merch for bands and shit like that. So he's a huge part of the scene. And uh, Danielle rules. She's just always around, and she's (laughs) always at shows. And they've been big supporters of the underground doom metal and no longer underground doom and stoner scene. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's cool, man. I mean, those bands are pretty cool. I I know those three bands pretty well, and uh, seems like a a fun little little wedding party. So that's a great place to have a wedding.
1: Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> At least the
0: celebration of a you know marriage.
1: Yeah, it was great. With all that said, uh, you know, with the new album out, it'll be it comes out September 9th, so it'll be out when this podcast comes out. Uh, is there anything you want to plug? Where can people find you? Where can they get the album?
0: Yeah, man. Um, so, so check us out on the socials: uh, Instagrams Abrams the Band at Abrams the Band, Facebook Abrams. If you Google, Google Abrams Band, it should all that stuff should pop up. Um, vinyls going to be available um, from us uh, at our at our live shows, and you can um, order it at, from our label at at Small Stone. Small Stones website. Um, but yeah, other than that, you know, if you dig it, thanks for listening, share it with a friend and uh, spread the word.
1: Awesome. Well, I uh, look forward to listening to it again on Friday when it comes out. Um, okay. So this has been Zach. And this was Abrams. The new album is in the dark. It is in the dark, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the dark. Okay, I got that right. The new yeah. album is in the dark. And uh, yeah, not Abrams the tank. Nope. Are you is that what, are you named after the tank?
0: We're not, dude. We were like, we just found something that wasn't taken, besides <laughs> you know the the U.S. military taking it. So it's kind of it's kind of hard when you just search Abrams because you're gonna get a lot of a lot of tank info. But we're we're you know we're like all right, Abrams it is, and put the stamp on it and just move on.
1: Works. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. They can't they can't claim just the name. Yeah,
0: <laughs> we'll see.
1: so well thanks for coming on the podcast and um you know uh good luck to you with the release and everything and uh going on the tour and whatnot later on and uh you know stay safe out there in this wild weird world that we live in and that'll do it for this chapter of the diary
0: you too thanks dylan